hello, hello. Welcome to the weekly review. I am your host, Sirak the Mike. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Sean the King, notorious as he goes by, uh, can't make today. I think he's feeling a little bit under the weather, but in his place is a good friend of mine. You may have, if, if you're a fan of Netflix, I say this, you most likely have seen this guy. Actually, it's 100% guaranteed that you have seen him and you may not known who he was, but I do know, but I know who he was. Uh, my great friend, Robert Walker Branch. I always say the wrong. Is it Branch? Is it Branchard? It's uh, Broncho. Broncho? Also goes by Wubba, but, you know, that's, that's a totally different story. <laughs> How you doing, Robert? How you been? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. good. I'm going to keep good. my head above water in this uh, weird time. Yeah, it, it's, it's insane, man. It's like, you know, the, the, the bad thing is, you know, with the pandemic, everybody gets sick. We lose lives. You know, the economy suffers. But I don't want to say the good thing or if there is any good thing. But I, I feel like, you know, when you struggle with something as a group of people, you know, you, you tend, uh, uh, I guess, get, get closer and everybody is kind of like in the same boat. So we all like our understanding of each other. Like, it doesn't matter where you're at. You know, like I said, we're, I'm here in Tampa. You're there in Atlanta, but we're both kind of dealing with the same sort of things. And mm-hmm. given your line of work, how has that personally affected you or just the business in general? Oh, it's been tough. Um, we've been completely shut down since March. Okay. The entire industry, there's nothing shooting TV film wise. Okay. Um, so it's been definitely difficult f- for me. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of my, you know, my actor friends, mm-hmm. um, because it's not only just about working, you know, like an actor typically works on set way less than you would expect. Okay. Um, and, and what I mean by that is like most of my job is actually auditioning. So okay. I'm, I'm typically auditioning fairly frequently, you okay. know, a couple of times a week for TV and film jobs, mm-hmm. uh, where I may only work on five, you know, if it's a good year, I work on five TV shows in a year, okay. but maybe I've auditioned for a hundred. Holy shit. A hundred? Yeah. Now, when I, you say- average, I average at least a hundred auditions uh, a year. So when you, when you say auditions, so I, I was wondering, like, are you having, like you said, 100, are you having to go in, read a line and go from there? Or is it just like some roles you can just send them like a film reel and they're like, all right, we, we like this guy. So, all right. How an audition works is I have an agent that represents me in the entire country. Okay. He casting, there's casting directors. Casting will send the auditions to the agencies. The agencies will then basically put forth actors they think that are good for the roles. Mm -hmm. And then casting will choose which actors they want to see. Hmm. From there, casting goes back to the the agents and let them know like, hey, cool, we want to see actor A, B, C, blah, blah, blah. And it's the agents that then send us the audition. they're called, uh, the audition scripts are called sides. So okay. then they'll send us the sides. Uh, he, locally here in Atlanta, in-person auditions don't really take place anymore. It's more of all, uh, you would go to a, a taping studio uh-huh. and you'll, you'll basically record your audition and then you just email it. Um, <laughs> it's more efficient that way. Uh, okay. in-persons don't really happen anymore at least here in atlanta they, they're really big out in la still but even okay. la is doing more 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 tapes okay um, I, mean, I mean that makes sense yeah in regards to like 
it's important to have a really good reel and your reel is used. But for like a lot of the stuff that I'm auditioning for, you know, they're seeing a lot of different people and it's the audition that gets you the gig. Um, your agent will send along your reel. So say like they say they see 60 people for a role. Mm-hmm. Casting may knock it down to five actors they really like for the role and they'll send five to producers to decide who it is. And then maybe the producers are really torn between me and another guy. Mm-hmm. And they're not sure. They're trying to figure out like who would be the one. That's when the reel might come into play. They'll watch the reel and they'll go, oh, okay. this, this right. is the guy. You know, that could be the thing that pushes you over the edge. Or right. maybe if your agent's trying to like convince a casting director that hasn't seen you before. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to like get you a spot because auditions are super competitive. Mm-hmm. They may show the reel in in their pitch and go hey listen this guy's done this he's worked with this actor he's been you know he's a grinder and they'll try to use the reel as a tool to at least to let you in the door to get you the audition all right so it's kind of almost like a you know little resume you can add to it as well so like you know at years you know stage as far as your career i mean in my my eyes you're extremely successful i mean if i can if i could recognize you from something i didn't even know you was in then you know like i said i think i think you're doing a great job but how did you like get started in all this like do people just do you just wake up and was like all right i want to do i want to be an actor or was this like like a dream since like a toddler or something or so i started acting at five or six years old acting um, out yeah it's <laughs> i was young i was super young and i like but I, I feel super lucky uh my parents enrolled me in a lot of um like enrichment programs mm-hmm. as a kid so one of the one of the programs was 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 theater, but I did like ceramics, woodworking, indoor soccer, like you name it. It was like one of those types of programs, and you can pick whatever you do. So that was my right. first experience, and I was uh, from there. I fell in love with theater, and I trained throughout my entire childhood up until high school. I, I really pursued acting, and then after high school, I I didn't know what the path was because back. So this was two thousand three. I graduated. And I still probably like, it's probably still the same right now, but once you graduate, how do you become an actor? Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? like, what is exactly it's not like, Oh, you go to get this degree and then this is how it works. Like, that's <laughs> right. not really Here you fast. go. This is my degree. Go ahead. What's my lights. <laughs> All right, so now I'm on the show now. All right, great. Um, so there wasn't any clear cut path for me. So I moved away from the industry uh, entirely. I didn't, I didn't really pursue it at all. And um, after like doing a lot of bartending gigs, um, I got a job working for a, a human resources company uh-huh. and it was a nine to five, 401k pension plan, like paid vacation, all right. that, all that stuff. And I was doing that for about three and a half years. Um, and I was managing, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Northrop Grumman, the military contractor. Sounds familiar. They're like Boeing or Lockheed Martin. But, yeah. Okay. So, I was a retirement specialist managing guys that work for Northrop Grumman. Damn, that sounds boring. It, it was incredibly boring. <laughs> retirement specialist? Yeah. Oh, These shit. guys like basically calling me to say, hey, I'm ready to leave the company. And I had to make <laughs> sure that their pension and all that fun stuff was ready for them. to. Right, them. okay. Not fun. And I was just super unhappy. And um, the reason I bring up the Northrop Grumman employees is because they make really good money. And, you know, a lot of them I talked to were also seemed unhappy. Right. 
So I saw a little parallel of like, all right, cool. I have a good job and it's a career, but I'm unhappy. And this guy is making way more money than I am. And he seems pretty grumpy every time he calls me up. <laughs> you know, maybe there's something I'm missing. So I just happened to ask a buddy that worked for the same company of like, if he knew of any acting classes in town. And uh, he recommended a studio in Orlando called uh, Artsake Studio. Uh-huh. And I literally called up Artsake that day. And I was just like, hey, do you guys have any classes going on that I can jump in? And someone had just dropped out. <laughs> like the moment I called, someone had just called to let go of their spot and they were having a class open up. So I jumped in that class and um, within my first class at that studio, Crushed I was it. Able, yeah, I was like, I was able to sign with my first agent in Orlando. Uh, I was able to really start getting momentum in the Orlando market, which is super small, but I was able to at least get my feet wet. Right. Get some experience and understand like, Oh, this is what joy is. You know, this is what like fulfillment. You, you, fulfillment. That's, <laughs> like, that's, that's insane. Do you think like that was like lucky or do you think it was just more of a destiny type thing? You know, a little bit of both. You know, okay. I think it definitely was lucky. I think, I think the luck is, is, is real. Like it's a super real part of our industry too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not one of those actors that that will say like, oh, there's no luck involved. There's 100% luck involved in being in the right place at the right time type of deal. But yeah, I mean, from there, well, I want to say within six months of me taking classes, uh, I made the decision to quit my job mm-hmm. at, at Hewitt and to more pursue acting as my career. And I went mm-hmm. back to the bar industry and I became a bartender. So I was Just able to, to pay the bills in the pay meantime. The bills. Right while also pursuing acting and um from there uh i had a buddy mate book a movie that was shooting in atlanta uh-huh. and while he was up in atlanta he was getting a lot of auditions mm-hmm. where in orlando we were happy to get like one audition a month or right a month. With, with thousands of people fighting for it yeah he was up in atlanta getting way more so that was how we just start we figured out like oh cool this is what it's about um but yeah once i quit my job i i was i was pretty much focused on like this is what my life needs to be and then when i got to atlanta was when i really was like oh this is what it (laughs) oh that's why we yeah (laughs) it's like it is i mean i think that's pretty probably true for most careers you know Mm -hmm. you you uh you you work towards something and then you get there and you realize like oh wait this isn't this is what I thought it would a be false peak, you know, like I need to get to that peak over there. I thought this was the top. And then you just keep, keep on this ever evolving. Yeah. yeah Cause it's, it's like, you know, and I've been a big believer in this and, and I could be wrong, but I, I think it's the whole chasing after money concept, which is not a bad thing, right? Most people you ask them, Hey man, you know, what do you want to do? Oh, I want to make a lot of money. Everybody wants to be rich. Everybody wants to be extremely wealthy, but you know, they, they, go through mediocre bullshit jobs that they hate thinking that that's kind of the route to take. I feel like, you know, when you start, for instance, for you doing acting, when you start doing the things you actually enjoy, you know, it, the start is always going to be a struggle. I mean, starting anything new, you're not going to know how to do everything. You're not going to make the money you want, but I feel like eventually you make like the money shouldn't matter. You're like, you'll get paid for it. You'll make that money and still be able to do what you enjoy, uh, enjoy doing. So when I hear people say, well, you know, I want to be rich, like, well, you know, you need to be 
you know, uh, some type of philanthropist working in stocks. Like you need to do like that to where you, you're guaranteed to make money. You can't just bounce around. And, you know, I had the same kind of uh, experience that you did, you know, I was doing mortgages. That, that's how I met Will pre- pretty yeah. much. And um, shout out to Will. I don't know if he's listening, but um, <laughs> uh, doing, yeah, doing mortgages and it was great money, man. You know, you, you have big checks cash in every month or every week or, or, you know, whenever they gave them out. But like after a few years, you, you start to, it's not enjoyable anymore, you know, and that career kind of had a ceiling, I, I guess you can say when you work in commission, you know, it's just like, you know, you work hard, you make a lot, you slack off, you don't make as much, but it was just, you know, I could see the end and I knew it wasn't for me, but a lot of times it, it took me to go through that like shitty period of hating it to kind of realize and see what I really want. So I just kind of quit cold turkey and, uh, you know, went back to school and, you know, I'm what, a week, a month away from graduating. <laughs> so yeah. it's just, it, it's crazy how that, how that works. Now with you, um, Robert, so like when, like, you know, cause you've been in a lot of stuff and obviously I know like when you first start off, you're not going to get the, the big featured film, the big movie roles and stuff like that. Like, how do you, like, what was your first big film like that I guess I'm not that you're proud of but like the first one that kind of was like oh wow I'm gonna be in this um Deepwater Horizon okay that was definitely uh I mean that's still to this day is the largest film I've been on just because I mean like and I I mean I've said this exact thing before and I'll Mm -hmm. say it again you know for the rest of my life Deepwater Horizon was like a $150 million budget film. I can wow. work, you know, like I can work for another 50 years uh-huh. and potentially never work on a film that, ha- that has that type of budget. You know, like right. there's just something to be said to walking on a movie that they spent $20 million to build a rig that is to scale matching the rig that, the that real went one. down in the, you know, like there's just something about that, the energy that you walk into that type of experience that's hard to, to really like compare to. It's like the Super Bowl, you know? The, exactly. The Super Bowl like, movies, right? It's, it's one of those like moments that... Oh shit, I'm here. You're like, oh shit, this is... <laughs> you know? And I mean, deep, so Deepwater Horizon was Mark Wahlberg, Kurt Russell, Kate Hudson, uh, Malkovich. I mean, mm-hmm. like, it just had A-lister after A-lister. Pete Berg was the director. It was telling a, like a super humane story that had never been that hadn't been told, mm-hmm. and um, it was one of the, it was for me it was one of my first times working on a, a project that large, mm-hmm. and I was on the project uh, for about a month and a week, mm-hmm. which is also pretty great. Like a lot of times, at, at my level, I'm coming into a job and I'm there for a day, you know, or a t- or two days type of thing. Like I come in, and I'm right? Not, Just do your part and go. I'm, yeah, you know, because it's like it's a it's a machine like our job, you know, being an actor is cool and it's fun. You know, it, it is what it is type of thing, but it's also, it is a job, you know? Right. So it's not, it's not like this. <laughs> <laughs> you can hang around. Yeah, go ahead. You can go ahead. Hang around. Like this cool, like hang up part. Like it's still like, it's fun <laughs> yeah. to work, but like there's still, there's $150 million on this movie. That's 150 million reasons why we need to all come up and have our a game. So like, all those actors, and I'm a huge Pete Berg fan. Mm-hmm. I really love Friday Night Lights, the movie. Big fan of the TV show. I've enjoyed his movies. So as an actor, 
to be able to work around these people that have been dealing it for so long, you know, like there's a reason why Wahlberg gets paid $20 million to do a movie. Right. Like, and now here I am, I'm getting to work with a guy that's at the top of the game and I'm going to be around him for a month and I get to see what his habits are and what, like what he does and what he doesn't do. How does he do things? And the same goes for being around Kate Hudson or being around like anyone else. Like, those are all super high level professionals. Right. And it's now, do, you, do, do you guys like, like when you're working with, you know, obviously there's everybody who's even on camera is considered an actor, but like, do you guys like meet up outside of the actual production? Like is, or it's just like strictly business. You go in, you do your lines and you get out of there. They're all different. I mean, everything, every job, every job is different. Um, so like for my role, I was not necessarily, I wouldn't say I was in like the inner makings of the movie, you know, like I was in a few scenes, right? but I wasn't necessarily like a, a huge part of the movie. Right. So like if there was a table read before the movie started, I was not at that table read. Okay. So, like, there are, uh, there's like a hierarchy on the set of where certain actors are in. And I just wasn't, I wasn't there. So, but like on set, or in the, you know, when you're getting your hair done or mm-hmm. you're in the makeup trailer, like, you know, you're sitting, you know, I'm sitting in the makeup trailer and Kurt Russell's getting his, <laughs> his makeup done and Kate Hudson's six seats away. And like, this is a father daughter working yeah. on the first movie together <laughs> ever. And they're just like shooting the shit, having funny stories. Are you just sitting there like, hey, what are you guys doing after this? <laughs> like, this is fucking Kurt Russell. <laughs> working with his daughter for the first time and i'm just here you know like it's so it's not i'm not gonna say like no like you don't hang out there's definitely times that like after a long day Mm -hmm. people may go grab a drink but like a lot of times you know if a movie's shooting it's shooting consecutive days right shooting a movie for 50 days and a guy like you know Wahlberg on that he's shooting pretty much every day Okay. Anywhere from eight to 10 to 12, 14 hours. So if, and, and he's, once he shut down on this one, so like this was years ago, he was, all right. So funny. I was shooting a scene with Wahlberg and I, I really enjoy working out. I know you're like a big gym guy too. And I'd always joked around was like, Uh Oh man, if I ever get to work with the rock, I'm going to (laughs) see if the rock wants to go work out because he loves working out and maybe he would let me train with him. So I, I Wahlberg sit next to me and we're like in between a scene. I was like, Hey man, are you, uh, you working out at all? If you're looking, you know, if you're looking for a workout buddy, I would love to come just hit the gym with you one day. Uh-huh. And he looked at me and he lifted his shirt and he hit his stomach and he was like, nah, man, I'm hundred percent Mike Williams on this one. I ain't hit the gym at all. He was playing the guy. His character was Mike Williams, an oil rig worker. He's like, I'm eating fried chicken and drinking beer. I ain't training like this, but he did say he's like, when I finish on this one, I'm going to fly over to London and I'm going to start getting back in shape because we're shooting Transformers. Jesus, so like, man. Those guys are finish one job, boom, you're on the next one. You know, like they're lined up. He's lined up for five years of work. Right. Um, and like, You know, that must so be like, crazy though. Like, it's just like, you know, because I, I, you know, obviously I've seen the movie and like I said, I know your part is short, but, you know, I, I can just imagine myself like, Hey Mark, you think we could work together in another movie? Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm hoping. I've been like, waiting. trying to sneak something in real quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. But like, so like, was that? Would you consider that like your 
favorite movie you're a part of? Um, I would I favorite movie I've been a part of. Ah, uh, I really enjoy. Did you see? Um, I'm drawing a blank right now. Father figures. No, no, okay. I, I I didn't see that. I I watched because I was watching like your film role. And, you know, I was doing. I, I tried to do my research a little bit. I got some stuff that you may find funny, but um, no, I'd never seen that. Was that was that the one? So father figures was Ed Helms, Owen Wilson, and Cat uh, Williams. <laughs> and uh, I was only on that movie for two days. Uh-huh. We should like two two night shoots, and uh, I had so much fun shooting that movie, like. It, it was, it was, it was something else, you know, and I was on, you know, deep water for a month mm-hmm. and it was special for its own thing. Father figures was only there for two nights. And but it blew like, your mind. It, it, it blew, blew your mind. mind. It's, like, it's not like a lot of times I come in and I play a lot of co-stars, you know? So typically right. my job is to move a scene along, you know, I'm there with, whether it be the A-lister or like the lead of the movie, and I'm okay. in the scene with them, the, the focus of the movie is on that character. You know, right. the focus isn't necessarily on me. So my job isn't to be a scene stealer. Like that's, that's not why I'm there. I'm there to make sure that the story makes sense and that it keeps flowing forward. Okay. So a lot of times there's not like necessarily wiggle room with what you're doing. It's pretty much the script is the scripts. You come, you do your job and you move on where like father figures is a comedy and the script was a little bit more, there was a little bit more play with that. Right. So when I'm shooting like, those scenes, I had a very, like the writer came up to me and was like, Hey, I really loved your audition. You know, I, ha- I enjoyed when you did this thing. And that's uh-huh. not necessarily something that always happens. Like I've worked on plenty of movies. I've never met the writer, you know? Right. That's- so like, he, who wrote this shit? Like, yeah, my character would never say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he comes over and like, hey, if, you know, and, and the director was super cool. So we really early on, we understood that, oh, we have, we have some wiggle room here. We can improv. Mm-hmm. And I mean, ironically, I knew, I mean, I knew Ed Helms' work from The Hangovers and, and everything, but I had never watched The Office yet. <laughs> I had never watched The Office. You're promoting it right uh, now. <laughs> I've watched it now religiously because I, 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 I don't know what took me so long. So I'm with him. I was pretty familiar with, with Owen Wilson's work. You know, like I've seen all this stuff growing up. And Cat Williams is a stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you Cat Williams blew me away with his improbability, I was just taken aback. You know, like, <laughs> I was trying to stay in groove with his humor and like be ready to, to handle what he was saying. Right. And man, we would do a take and he would go left field. Like, and I would just be like, that's not in the line. That's not the I script. Didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming, but it was cool to be able to like, I'm improving back and forth with again, these guys that are at the top of their game and, and right. such a professional level. It's fun to have those moments there. So I really, really enjoyed my time on father figures do, do you do you like you know see how like realize how good you are because like a lot of times you know there comes a point where like you said when you're being a supporting actor you're in these movies with you know these big names most people the, the normal person who doesn't do it is obviously going to be like starstruck or you know like, oh my god that's so-and-so but i kind of feel like you know when do you get to that level when you just you see them as like 
as an equal, I guess. Yeah, they may have more experience and they may, you know, be a bigger name, but at the end of the day, we're all here to do the same job. And, you know, I think everybody has that point where you're just like, you know, I'm just not as good, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm just as deserving. Well, all right. So I think that's really, it's a per person. That's really just an individual thing. Cause mm-hmm. I've always had a, a pretty level head about that type of thing coming like from being a kid till now i've never been into celebrityism right i've never bought into you know like i'm an avid basketball fan i love sports you know but i'm never gonna try to get a somebody's autograph right i just don't care like to me that that stuff isn't important Mm -hmm. so i think when, when i've been able to work with the people i've been able to work with I, I personally see the difference between me and somebody else on set is that they're getting paid a lot more money than me. But we're both there to do the same job. Like, right. I'm here to be an actor. You're an actor. I don't really ever have this, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing <laughs> oh, steps. Like, I'm in over my head. Like, I've never – and that just maybe you know, that could just be my personality and, and how what I bring right. you know, to the table type of deal. Um, I do recognize, like – I've been doing this for a long enough time to know, you know, who's got it and, and, you know, who doesn't type of thing. Like mm-hmm. it's just inherently you, you see to be around enough actors, you can tell like, Oh, it's, they get it. You know, well, that guy's talented. That guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like some of them talk about like exactly the no, that guy doesn't know what they're talking about type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can kind of take cues by how people represent themselves or how they talk about jobs or, you know, like, Anyone that's trying to be a celebrity or try to be rich, like mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, don't don't become an actor. You yeah, know, like, <laughs> you're like this is not the industry to work in to be rich or be famous. Yeah, because you only see the the top, you know, one percent of the, people forget to realize that you know the people you see on TV or like you know the big names, like there's thousands of you know tens of thousands of people who are trying to do the same thing. So it's you know, uh, it's hard to rise to the top and, and make that type of um, blockbuster money, as so you say. And it just takes, I mean, it takes a long, it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a really long, like, like Chris Pratt's an example of a guy that, you know, he was grinding for a while. He did a lot of, you know, it was a lot of TV and mm-hmm. before he became uh, Chris Pratt. What, what, what was it, what's his name in the uh, Guardians of the, oh God, what, his character? Star-Lord. Star Lord, yeah, Star Lord, Star Lord. Yeah, like, but even before that, he got Jurassic World. Like, yep. that's he was then propelled to the next level, but he was also doing TV for 15 years before that. Yeah, and, well, uh, Parks and Rec, right? Parks and Rec. I mean, he mm-hmm. did like little guest star roles here and there, and that's just that's how it is. Um, I think it's important just like to keep a level head, you know, when you're working. That I'm not, I don't try to think like I'm better than anybody on set, whether right. it's I've always, I, I feel like our job is a very fluid thing and that I recognize that the reason people are watching a movie is because of us, the actors, you know, for the most part. Right. That's why you're consuming the content. But without the makeup artist and the crew, you know, lighting, it's, sound, it exactly. directors, the camera operators, like the people cooking our food, you know, like I recognize that everyone is super important. Mm-hmm. To make the machine continue to move because mm-hmm. there's so many moving pieces so i make a, a, a pretty concerted effort like 
to be as friendly as possible, to be as amenable as possible, and just to like kind of take every day by take it day by day and roll the punches. Cause I understand it's a super stressful work environment and there's a lot of pressure being put on a lot of different people. Right. And kind of just, I find like that's how it helps me to continue to be successful is, is by being that guy on set that I'm not coming in. I don't ever have an attitude. Like I'm not, I'm not too good for it. Yeah. Who the fuck is my coffee? You know, like, no, nah, like I'm the one who like, Hey, like if I need, see, I'm like, do you guys need water bottles? I'm going to need coffee. Water, Am right? I hungry? I'll I'm going on a store. Right? <laughs> it's just like, I think that's super important um, to, to, and I think that I'm not going to say that this is probably, there's probably like a variance to this, but uh-huh. I think probably better projects are the ones that have that type of, that type of energy okay. with, versus projects that are, are a little bit more, you know, people a little bit more contentious towards each other. I think you could see that attitude, you know, like you can in see the actual film, yeah. the film and how it and the end result. So I just try to do my best that I'm not taking it for like, I don't take it for granted too. Like my field's super competitive, you know? And it's not like competitive in the way that like I'm competing against you. Like I don't not want other actors to get jobs. That's right. not, you know, I just, if you're booking me, you're not booking other people. Like, it, I, cause I'm only me. You know what I mean? Yeah, no one it, else can be me. Let me like, somebody so, else booked it, I'm not. So, comp- like, that. so like sp- speaking of booking, like I've noticed, well, I want to say I've noticed. I haven't seen like every movie you've been in, but always no- I've noticed a few roles have been uh, the, the role of the cop. Is that on yep. purpose or is that just like it? Is that what you're good at? You get what I mean? Like, so essentially that that's called uh, typecasting. Okay. Um, and I, I I am one to like. I think being typecast is a great thing because the the important part of that phrase is cast. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm, in. I'm being yes. typecast. That yes. means I'm working, and that's that's really the important part about this is, is uh-huh. getting these gigs. Um, it started off more fluky. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like I was trying to book cops. It just happens to be that I'm a white dude with a receding hairline. <laughs> you know that before quarantine, I had a tight fade and no beard. You know what I mean? So like, I look like a cop. And I'm a, I'm a six, six feet tall. I'm a pretty wide-shouldered guy. Off-duty like, off yeah. officer. <laughs> I, pull, I pull it off. So I, my first TV show, my first and third TV shows were cops. And I saw myself auditioning a lot for cops or security mm-hmm. guards or correctional officers or, you know, anything like that. So I was just more very aware that that's what casting was seeing me as. Mm-hmm. And then it just, I started leaning into that. Cause I was like, well, listen, if they see me as cops, then I got I, it. Then I got this. Let me just continue to do that. And then subsequently, however many years later, I've been a cop hella times, you know, that, that is, yeah. definitely, I have so a we're, real, we're waiting, we're waiting for a movie that's just strictly about cops. Like you be the lead actor in that one. <laughs> I mean, that's, and that's funny. Like that's how it happens though. Eventually, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to get on a series, you know, like mm-hmm. my goals, like I really love TV. I love how TV's evolved into these long form stories. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm a, I watch TV all the time. I have no problem with binging 10 hours of a show. That, right. and, and since that's like how I enjoy the consumption, that's also the kind of stories I want to tell. But I would, like, my goal is to be on an HBO, a Showtime, Netflix, Hulu. Well, you, like, you were, you were, well, I mean, I know it was, it was like a, a, like a, a series. Role. I want to be, oh, okay. it's so, like, that's, 
my goal is this is to be a series regular on a show like the wire sopranos true detective like that is kind of where i see myself my career trajectory is to be on those style shows handmaid's tale like something like that that's telling a good strong story because that's where i mean like that's where i see myself fitting in my style up my style of acting my Mm -hmm. look i feel like that's where my home is so it's the goal has been getting from where i'm at continuing to work but working towards being a, a serious regular on a tv show hmm. and i'm already like i I've, well, you, i was gonna say you got obviously you got the experience man and you've been on you know a couple i mean they've been maybe like a one like the outsiders that was just a one season thing i mean i don't know if there would be a season two but like that's you know that's not a like you said like a sopranos or or the wire where it's eight nine ten seasons because it kind of just ended you know everybody knew what happened um and the same with uh with, with stranger things um, but you know, I, I think you got it, man. Like I said, man, like I've, it, it's funny when you, you kind of look back at like the first role you ever did, or even like theater roles th- that you've done before and to see who you are now is a huge progression. Um, I did have just as kind of off topic question. And I, the only reason I asked this is because I was watching, uh, God, what's that actor in Breaking Bad, Jesse's character, Aaron Paul, Aaron Paul. So me and my girlfriend were watching, uh, I think it was Vox or something where they like they do like house tours and stuff like that. And he had a segment where he was showing like his library or something and he'd pull like stuff off the shelves and he's like, Oh yeah, I got this from this movie. I stole this off set. And I started to wonder, like, have you ever like stolen anything off of a, a like a big movie set? <laughs> Just yeah, this was from this, this was from that. I have not. No, I'm not. All right. So I have taken a couple of things. Not all, scripts. I, don't, I don't think. Oh, yeah. So I grab all my scripts. I've actually done some cool stuff here in my, in my condo mm-hmm. with my sides. I've done like a whole the whole entry to my condo is just sides that I've worked on. Oh, shit. Like, it's super cool. You walk in it's just like rows of all these TV shows or films I've been on. Um, yeah, I have taken um, bullets. <laughs> Since I play a of course, the cops takes bullets. Because <laughs> like, it's like, well, it's also a lot of the stuff is, I mean, if you're taking something from like a TV show, it's like a prop that right. is used. You know what I mean? So like you're stealing from a show that's potentially going to be using a, the prop again. Yeah, like where'd like, you get that Demogorgon from? <laughs> yeah, I would try to like take anything and, and get that reputation. But I have, I will admit that I've taken uh, on a couple different shows that like if I had like a, a bullet loop on my on my belt. Mm-hmm. I'll just slide one bullet out and, I've, <laughs> I've, and I'll just take like, so I have a few of those, um, but I'm, I've been actually super lucky. This is like a joke between me and my buddies. Um, there's rap gifts, mm-hmm. like at the end of a project, the movie wraps, they'll usually do a rap party or a TV show. They'll do a rap party and uh, they'll give presents to some of the actors that have been on the project for a longer period of time type of thing. And I've been super lucky to, almost always get a present every <laughs> time I've worked on it. And I have like my, I have other buddies that have literally never gotten a single thing. Like, wait, wait. So what they, so like, is everybody there viewing no, like, like the awards? Mail out to you. Okay, like, good. Cause <laughs> shut down, you'll get a package, like a box. So like, um, I worked on the TV show underground. Okay. Um, and they sent us a, a, a rap gift after the fact. And it had like a solar mobile charger for your phone. 
mm-hmm. and uh, like, uh, a gym, like a gym bag. And uh, like when I worked on 13 Reasons Why, they sent me um, a back, like a, a, a cooler backpack uh-huh. and uh, a fleece blanket with like 13 Reasons on it. Like Deepwater That's- Horizon gave us like these $300 windbreaker jackets, <laughs> like <laughs> Under Armour t-shirts. So like, I mean, I'm kidding. Like, everything i've worked on i've literally gotten something whether it be a hat or a jacket right. or a t-shirt or swag and none of my buddies ever get it yeah did, so. does he like call you and, and like hey man uh have you checked your, did you get any gifts or anything at all because i haven't seen anything i'll be like i know like my the cooler the 13 reasons why cooler last summer i brought it with me to the lake uh-huh. and i like loaded it up with ice and and, and like beers and stuff and i was walking to the uh the boat and it says netflix on it and that's when he you know two of them are like where did you get that from and i was like oh this was from uh this was the 13 reasons why rap gift and they're both like every time I'm, I'm not, it's just I'm like no i just did you put the right address down like you know try, no <laughs> you, did like thing. you did great because well, i work uh i typically if i'm on a tv show this is another reason why I leaned into the cop thing because I've booked cop roles that were supposed to be one episode, uh-huh. but then they turned into like two episodes or three episodes type of deal or four or five, six. Like, so it's, it's any of those roles that there's a possibility of or, it becoming recurring. Uh-huh. It's, I mean, that's, that's an additional day on set. That's more money. That's more residuals type of thing. I've just, once I realized that like cops, there's mm-hmm. cops are in everything, you know, they're on any TV show or movie, but they also come back a lot. That was another reason why I leaned into it. It's like, oh, I can probably get some more recurring roles out of this. Exactly. Uh, it, it, there's always going to be a role for you pretty much. Exactly. Job security. They're not, there's never not going to be a cop. So very true. Very true. Um, all right. So I don't, I don't want to hold you forever. I just got a few more questions and then <laughs> I want to, I want to go over something. So, uh, I know we talked about, like you said, um, some of the actors that you've worked with, but is there any, like any, one in particular that you just would love to work with specifically? An actor specifically? Actor, or... actress, even director as well. Like, What's your dream team lineup, I guess? I would love to work with uh, David Chase, who created The, the Sopranos. Okay. Um, yeah, like, I think, like, show, like, showrunners, people that have created shows for me, like I said, what I touched on earlier about like how I enjoy stories being told. Um, I think it'd be fun to work with some of the, the, the people that created like uh, Vince Gilligan, who, you know, behind Breaking Bad right. or David Chase with Sopranos. Um, like who has, who have, yeah, just like those types of people um, would be my first, my, like the obvious answers. Mm-hmm. Um, Actor wise, If I could bring one person back from the dead, I would bring back James Gandolfini to work with him. He's uh, he's he's definitely like one of my my role models as an actor. Okay. Um, I've I've been lucky to work with some people that I would have loved to work with, like Paul Rudd. I got to work with. You is know, he? Like, it's fun, are these people as funny are in person yeah, as they are like yeah, on TV? Yeah. Oh man, that's. I've that never had a bad experience with anyone I've worked with. You know, and I'm and, and I'm glad you said that because I always wondered that. You know, because I've always watched like. You know, I watch like Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I've seen every season, and I know it's just it's it's supposed to be funny and stuff like that. But you know, it always shows like 
how they really are kind of it's supposed to portray how they really are behind the scenes and i was wondering like man it gotta be some dicks out there that nobody wants to work with well, yeah, I'm not gonna say, i would there definitely is I'm, i've just been lucky like you know helen mirren Wahlberg, paul rudd mm-hmm. um man it, all of like anyone that that's that's has a name behind them they're all they've all been super cool to work with and super like collaborative And even the ones that, like, I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And I think probably people in general should message to the world right now. The cancel culture is is terrible. And we should Mm -hmm. start, like, taking a a step backwards from this cancel culture and maybe, like, listening to each other once again. But I do, like, I try to give someone the benefit of the doubt, even if they are shitty to me on site. Because, like I said... If you're the A-lister on a movie, and let's say they like Tom Cruise is in a movie and they're spending a hundred million dollars, like that studio is betting a hundred million dollars mm-hmm. on Tom Cruise and that he's gonna be a box office draw and that the movie's gonna do well. Like that in itself That's a lot of pressure. It's stressful. Like that's pressure on somebody. And then Jeez. same thing with like a director. Like maybe this is this director's first time. Like they've directed a couple small movies and now they've been given like this is their first budget. Mm-hmm. Like they're inherently gonna have some some hiccups and some have some stress that they don't know how to handle. So like even if I'm not gonna excuse people for being a dick, some people are just like are are dicks. Right. But I try to at least sit back and not jump to conclusions and, exactly. and believe like you know, th- like some of those rumors that like when Christian Bale like cursed off that crew member type of thing, right? Like, right. The, like those stories. It's it's more of like a media. Like it's a yeah. They pick and headline. choose. Yeah, they pick and choose pretty much. But like I'm not gonna burn some burn some person down and and kind of like write them off because they were a dick on set one time. Right, because you don't know I the don't situation. Know what, I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if like I come into a movie and like I said, I'm there for a day. Like I saw, I'm all. <laughs> hey guys, all right, work, see you later. Where's crafty? I'm gonna go grab some breakfast. You know, like it's cool to me. Meanwhile, that dude has been on set for three and a half weeks, working 14 hour days, and it's 105 degrees in New Orleans, and his family lives in LA. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and- it's, it's 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 stressful, man. Especially when you see like people like, you know, for instance, like The Rock. I mean, he has a reputation of just always in something always working hard and like you don't really know like people don't really think about like the side effects of that you know like yeah. he has a family he has a wife and kids and stuff like that so yeah man, it's 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 something to think about you know going that's but that's kind of like the thing about you know tv and the media it's like you just see that person in that atmosphere in that environment for a quick second and then assume that you could you know know everything about them you know in, in their entire life but it, it's not true so yeah man it's good to hear that from, from your point of view because i always wonder like man i know gotta be some dicks out there <laughs> yeah and also understand that like you know a public persona is a like is a brand and whether people want to acknowledge that or mm-hmm. you know admit that, that that's existence all of us all human beings we're all acting yeah all the time <laughs> you know what i mean like how you interact with one person versus another person is different. We're all just putting on a little bit of a show, right? Branding something. And it's important to remember that like when the rock is going out and doing those circuits and like pushing a project, like he is a representative of 
the movie. Right. Like, he's not even like, he's not necessarily the rock in that. You know, he's not Dwayne Johnson right there. He's, he's in a controlled environment trying to sell the brand and right. butts and seats and type of thing. So like, even like these interviews, whether you, whether it's on the news or social media or something, you're not even really seeing the person that who they are who they really are yeah. they're seeing who they're letting you see and i think that's like that's fine then that that's how it should be but we all need to like the compassion of it like let's have compassion for each other let's have a little bit of understanding let's take a step back and not just like so quick to judge and 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 throw this hate on somebody when like you don't even know you don't even know like if you you cannot form a, a hatred opinion of somebody, yeah, like exposure for that short the, the Rock did sign autograph. That guy's an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, like fuck this guy. He didn't sign it. Like, I mean, chill, man. Like, for all you know, he was trying to leave yeah. to get to his child's recital. Turns out he has arthritis. You can't even write. Is it sign your autograph or go see his daughter's you know dance recital or da- daughter's soccer game, whatever? It's like it's we it's, have this entitlement thing you touched on earlier like yeah it's remove the entitlement chill he's a person you're a person let him live his life he'll be fine exactly if he wants to sign it he'll sign it um so i got this (laughs) and this this is uh um i got a few quotes here i want to play just quick game with you You guys some some of your lines and they're quick they're short you probably know them you know obviously i didn't watch every movie you're in i want to read like a, a couple quotes and let's just see if you could uh kind of pinpoint a name that uh the, the film that is from that you're in all right so the first one okay. is pretty easy uh you two want to end up on the world's slowest police chases where's that These are secret. <laughs> that was too easy for you that was way too easy all right don't worry it'll get harder um second one and excuse my acting because it's horrible <laughs> but you said uh, uh, my little brother Deepwater Horizon. <laughs> what a great line. <laughs> my, since you come we're in, it's like, all you, all you have to say is my little brother. <laughs> we were shooting that, and Pete Berg was yelling to me offset, like, and I mean, this is the coolest set I've ever been on. There's shit shooting from the ceiling. There's, like, flares. There's, like, sparks. <laughs> I got Mark Wahlberg, like, in my face, like, trying to pull me off the ground, and Pete Berg is offset, going, like, Say it again. Say it again one more time. My little Say, brother. Who? Who? Tell me again. Who is it? And I'm like, it was just like over and over and over and over and over again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. All right I got one more. This last one. Now, this one. This is only two words, but I don't. I don't know, man. This is a tough one. This is may not be a feature film or anything like that. All right, you ready? Let me put my acting face on real quick. This ass. Wait, one more time. This ass with a question. Oh, uh, a gay thing. That was a play play I did years ago. Yep. I didn't think you would get that one. I didn't think you, because it was real quick. Yeah, uh, uh, Will, and like I said, shout out to Will. He sent me uh, that that link on YouTube, which I will watch (laughs) the whole thing. That's That's crazy, man. So do you remember, like, I mean, do you remember, like, all your lines pretty much that you've ever done? um probably a lot of them yeah especially like tv film stuff i have a pretty good memory um well, and it's gotten better night, i was gonna say like <laughs> well, it's a muscle man just like you know you get you go to the gym you go you mm-hmm. leave the gym for a couple months 
what's that first like month back? That month, yeah, that first sucks. month back is miserable. Yeah, you know, I guess like, you're right. It's the same thing with the with up here, like memorization. Um, but I naturally do have, I have a very good conversational memory. So okay. like, I'm pretty weird. I don't listen to music really at all. Like, <laughs> I legit. Why not? I I don't. I it's just never something. Um, I have a difficult time understanding the lyrics when when I listen to music. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's difficult for me to catch lyrics, whether it doesn't matter. It could, I mean, any kind of music. Uh, so I'm more fine myself if I'm listening. I like, like, I like beats and, and hooks okay. and stuff like that. Like that's more what I'm trying to, I try to catch into. Okay. So like if I'm just chilling in my place and I'm cleaning, I'm either, I either got my earbuds in and I'm listening to a podcast. Like a home, home. <laughs> like the Bill Simmons podcast. Uh-huh. Um, Pod Save America. Like I'm legit listening to podcasts, uh-huh. and if I'm not listening to a podcast, I'm listening to a TV show. Like I will put The Office on, and I'll just let it run in the background as uh-huh. I'm doing stuff. Like I I enjoy listening to dialogue, and like dialogue is kind of like my music, if that makes any sense. Well, you heard it, folks. Dialogue is <laughs> Robert's music. That ass. No, I'm just kidding. That ass. Damn. All right. Yeah. Maybe I should. Maybe I should try that. Switch it up a little bit. You know. I. Not listening to so much, you know, nonsense that's kind of poisoning my brain at the moment. But yeah, man, like I'm that's impressive, man. Like I can't even remember I don't know, my, my great grandmother's name. I'm just kidding. If in case my in case my mom's listening. Um but yeah, so Rob, you know, what's obviously you 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 have a great career. What's with the COVID going on? I know it's kind of a it's been a setback for everybody, but as far as future, man, what's the plan? So what do you want to tell the people? What should I look forward well, to? It's funny that we're segueing because, like, I was literally just. What, what, I'm going to touch really what we were just talking about a second yeah, and segues into what your question is right now. I think part of the reason that I enjoy dialogue so much is because I understand as an actor the importance of listening mm-hmm. and 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 talking to people and being being present in the moment and being perceptive of what people's body languages are. So. I'm constantly, ever since I've like really just the last 10 years, I would say, and you know, maybe before that I was just naturally doing this for the last 10 years though, especially I recognize that every day of my life, I'm training to be the best actor I can. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to do with reading a play or going to acting class. Like those are all very important things, but I find that human, like actual human interaction to me, is the best is the best tool. So if I'm in a conversation with someone, I try to be really perceptive to when they're what are their traits when they're listening to me? Do do they have any tells? Can they is this person able to maintain eye contact with me? Mm-hmm. Do they do a certain thing when they start to feel uncomfortable? Do they have a tendency to interrupt? How if and if they do have a tendency to do that, how are they doing that interruption? Mm-hmm. So like it's it's always been like a, a very micro study of of interaction right that's got me to this place um and moving forward like what I'm, what you have coming forward for me is i'm actually taking the entire month of july and i'm going on a road trip around the entire country with uh with five of my buddies were you, so we're, which way you guys starting or headed i guess we're headed north our first stop <clears throat> is going to be in louisville um, okay. we're going to go, there's a, a cave system about two hours out of Louisville. Okay. We're going to go into the caves for a couple hours and then we're going to camp in Louisville. And then from there, we're going to start heading West. Uh, I think our second stop is St. Louis. 
Okay. And then from there, we're going to head to Colorado. From Colorado, we're going to go north into. Wait, from uh, St. Louis to Colorado? And you guys stopping in between? We'll probably do <laughs> just like one jump stop over that real quick. There. Yeah, we're just do like, I mean, we're, having, we're getting together Monday to really like fleece out exactly what our, our trip is. But yeah, man, we're going to be on the road for the, literally the entire month. We leave next Wednesday, July 1st, and we're going to be on the road for 30 days. We're going to see like 20 states. We're going to, you know, we're going to, Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada, uh, Utah, you know, like all of them. We're going to go hikes. I bought. Do you think everybody's going to make it? Like 15 days, somebody's going to be like, all right, you guys, I'm out. <laughs> I can't. I got a I buddy. Can't. My buddy, one of the dudes that's coming with us, he's supposed to be shooting a short film in Miami on the 18th. Oh, okay. He said he's going to most likely, no matter where we are, he's going to drive back to get to Miami on the 18th and then he's going to drive on the 19th or the 20th back, back. to where we are and meet us on our next, de- next destination. Why does he just take a right? Is it our flights not going out anymore? Like why does he just he's already going to have his truck with him. So it's either he would be leaving his truck in a place that we're not, you know what I mean? We're not going to leave when he gets back. So you said on the eight, let me write this down just in case he doesn't make it and need somebody to fill in. <laughs> All right, Miami, July 18th. All right. <laughs> Auditions. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, man, we're, uh, I'm just excited to see, you know, I haven't seen a lot of this place, you know, a lot of these states in, the, in our country. Um, and I just want to see what, you know, the United States looks like. I think, you know, I don't know if there's going to be another time like this. You know, like the, the world shut down. There's Being able nothing, to travel. You know, the fact that I could literally, I can afford it. I don't have, you know, I don't have any family that's tying me down. Right. My work's shut down. But I just want to go around and I want to see the country. I'm going to do some camping. You know, I want to find, you know, find myself and just find some, a separation, you know, like un, I'm going to unhook and kind of are, just disappear for a month. Are you guys going to film it? Like yeah, the man, I bought a drone that I'm going to, that I'm going to get some cool stuff with. And I got, um, I got a GoPro that I'm going to hook up in my car to get more of like a, a, a cool, like time-lapse video of the entire trip. Damn, that's we're going pretty... to shoot some random stuff. Maybe like, Hey, let's do something kind of thing off, off the right. cuff. Um, but we're all pretty open. to. Just... I don't know, man. I don't want to catch you on TikTok doing a whole bunch of dances over the grand Canyon or something. <laughs> I love TikTok, but I will not be doing any dances in the grand Canyon. <laughs> TikTok, I, I I have one, but I just, you know, I'm at the, I'm at that point where it's like I don't feel like learning how to do that. <laughs> oh, I I have the app. I don't even have a profile. I don't like. Oh, you could do it like that. You don't you have to literally have a just download TikTok and just watch TikTok. You don't like, need to even log in. Oh, I thought I I, I made a profile. I was like, all right, oh, what do I no, what do no. I do with this? <laughs> I I I love it. I think it's funny because it's like you can get anything on there. You know, like. I'm a big gamer, so I see a lot of like Call of Duty videos. Ooh, time out, time out. Rewind. You're a big gamer. I'm all about it. Warzone. I'm well, all about oh, NBA 2K. Listen, we're going to exchange gamer tags because literally that's all. Like since March up until now, that's all I've been doing. But obviously, besides this, is Warzone, 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 Warzone. Like my relationship is in jeopardy right now because of Warzone. <laughs> I put a solid, <laughs> solid five hours of Warzone in last night, dude. I'm all about it. <laughs> clock in let me clock in real quick all right take a lunch break (laughs) that's great that's great well rob man like like i said i mean you've done a lot of great things and man i and i need to come up to atlanta and obviously visit you not next month but the month after after my audition in miami on july 18th 
but um yeah <laughs> but um yeah man like like i said man i keep my eye on you i'm always watching i know as far as like um like instagram because I'm, I'm big on instagram and stuff like that but i know you're not too active on there but just let our lis- listeners know like where, where can we find you if you want to look up some stuff or follow you or whatever you know on any platform um, i would it's tough man because i've been uh i've been actually purging i got off facebook back in 2016 deactivated mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. haven't been back on um and i have an instagram page but i'm pretty i've been pretty unactive uh as of late social media just really I don't know, man. I've been trying to re repurpose to more human contact, okay, and 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 try to get back to that place in the world because I, I don't think I don't think what's going on in social media right now and for a while now is healthy anymore. You know, it's a lot of just a lot of people with the same types of opinions talking to each other and not being willing to listen to anyone that doesn't have the same opinion. You know, and there's a lot of just, right. like, misinformation and shit being spread. Oh, I would say definitely, especially on Facebook. Um, my Instagram page is still active. Uh, I keep it up because I do a lot of like philanthropic work. Uh, okay. that's, that's something I really, I really enjoy. So I keep that up there for that. Okay. Um, something I'm super, I, I really love uh, build on as they're a, a nonprofit organization that builds schools oh, in nice. uh, underdeveloped countries. So, um, that's why I keep my, my Instagram page on so I can keep people in the loop on like what my, my excursions with build on are. But we did uh, last June. We built a school in Malawi. Okay, where's um, that? It's in southern Africa. It's right by uh, Mozambique. Okay. Um, it's a really small, small country. Only formed in like, how? How long did it take? So we were there for a week. We start the build, and then the villagers finish the build. So it oh, takes about. Okay. Six to eight weeks. Well, so like this is the blueprints. This is how you do this. All right, we can't be here forever. Peace out. It, I, I, it's a. It's. It was a hard week. I, it's a. It's something. It was something else, you know. But you're working alongside the villagers. That's pretty um, cool. That's amazing, going, man. Yeah, we. So we raised. That was thirty-five thousand dollars we raised to build that one, um, and we just raised another thirty-five thousand dollars to build a school in uh, Guatemala. So. Okay. Once the pandemic is all figured out, we're going to go down to Guatemala uh, probably at the end of 2021 to build a school. And we already have a campaign um, that we're about 20% funded on. Okay. Uh, we, have, we need to raise, I think, 30 grand, and we're going to go build a school in uh, Nicaragua as well. So, Damn, man. So you just, I don't know. <laughs> Building schools all over, all over. Not the wrong with that, obviously. <laughs> you trying to, you know, trying to understand what the what the whole point is. Like, why we're all here? What, what are we doing? What's uh, that's true. If you're not help, if you're not helping people. anybody, you know, you're hurting. I assume. Um, but damn, Robert, that, that's impressive, man. I'm I, I'm really, you know, I want to see this the end video of this trip that you guys go on, and obviously, I want to see if uh if that guy makes it um, July 18th. But besides that, <laughs> Rob, I mean, you've been great. You've been a great guest. Uh, you know, I, I wish my clothes was here to, to – I know he had a couple questions he wanted to ask you as well, but we'll have to save that for another time. Yeah, Rob, thanks for coming out. Um, as far as, you know, like I said, I'll have this out to you, I don't know, within maybe a couple of days, man. Check it out. And to those of our listeners here, thanks for tuning in to the weekly review. Um, and we'll see you guys next week.